Welcome back to another episode of Life is Full of Daisies, where we talk all things life. I'm Daisy Ayala, and on today's episode, we continue our conversation with the amazing boss babe, Anna Barron. She's the co-owner of Sweat 1000, and if you haven't tuned in to last week's episode, give it a listen. We got to know who Anna is and spoke about entrepreneurship, as well as how Anna and her husband brought Sweat 1000 to Houston, and we also learned what Sweat 1000 represents and what it actually is, and she gives us some great advice on risk-taking when opportunities opportunities are presented to you. So if you haven't tuned in, give it a listen. So now let's dive into the rest of our conversation. Here we go and enjoy. For you, how do you define success? That's that's another is another one of those like really broad questions that I want to like say one thing and then I would say, well, I don't know, like it just really depends, but we we I know that everybody has a different definition for success. Mm -hmm. Everybody defines success differently and what might be success for me might not be for other Mm -hmm. people. I think for me, success is just being able to achieve goals that you set. So the way I look at it is like, okay, let's have a plan. Let's set some goals Mm -hmm. now and let's achieve those. But it doesn't stop there. You always put the next set of goals and Mm -hmm. the next planning and then achieve that again so I feel like success is for me at least it's going to be a combination of different achievements Mm -hmm. that you have to just keep achieving and working for yeah do you define sweat 1000 being a success as of now or and then what does the and then for the future of course so of course like for for me like when I when we first open our doors to to the clients to the people it's like okay that's success we've we, we did it you, you know? built something we from built the it up. uh-huh we literally did it. and yes and i mean you know whoever doesn't want to give themselves credit for that mm-hmm. like some people I, I know people personally that they're like no it's not enough it's not enough you know it's still not success and and mm-hmm. i don't want to see it like that and, no, and I, I for me it's like you know what we've done something so incredible we have succeeded at something that doesn't mean that you got to stop but you did like you this is success you you are able especially to daisy like for hispanic woman Mm -hmm. in houston being Mm -hmm. a business owner i mean with an accent right Mm -hmm. and i mean i'm an immigrant my parents are immigrants came here 16 years old and you have so many dreams and and you know that you can do great things and i think when i was younger i always was able to recognize that that I knew that I wanted to be successful, right? I knew that mm-hmm. I wanted to be somebody, but it didn't, it never knew what it meant. To me, success is being able to be the first one in my family to graduate from college. That's deal. success. That's so much success right there. And so it's been always those little things that I have been able to accomplish throughout my life that mm-hmm. you have to just stay proud and I think right now way that we live our lives and the social media and everything is so Mm fast-paced and everything has got to be better and we find ourselves in in comparison we Mm -hmm. find ourselves thinking that other people is successful and that we're not and or thinking that oh my god this other people has more than you and I think it's such a challenging especially for the younger generation Mm -hmm. I think it's such it's challenging time in our lives that it's so easy to forget that we have accomplished so much and that we have succeeded so much in our lives already Mm -hmm. and so you have to just keep going Mm -hmm. you have to just be proud of what you've done what you have accomplished Mm -hmm. and just keep moving setting more goals setting new challenges and being able to accomplish those as well 
No, I'm glad you said that because let's 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 dig into this mm-hmm. topic a little bit as far as being well, we're both Mexican mm-hmm. and for me like my father honestly he's successful because he came from nothing and now he's a cattle rancher and he mm-hmm. loves what he does and he helped us get through college and all of that mm-hmm. and to me I find him very successful but his yes. ambition drove me to be ambitious as mm-hmm. well and he doesn't know it because sometimes mm-hmm. I don't really we, you know in Hispanic families we don't talk about yeah. this stuff but in your family uh-huh. did your parents motivate and inspire you to just keep pushing yeah. because you know that is right from them to bring you to America mm-hmm. a lot of people that aren't immigrants don't really understand that but that's a lot of risk that you're taking, leaving what you know oh, and yes. moving to somewhere that you don't know anybody yeah. and taking your whole family with you. I agree with you. And I think that's one of the things that I think that I, as like very strong leaders, Hispanic women or Hispanic people like you, you know, and myself, that we are strong leaders in our community is that we need to talk about it more. Mm-hmm. And because we we really have the power to inspire a lot of people, I feel like. And, and mm-hmm. the reason why is because we had to work a little bit harder than a lot of people. And like our parents have to work a little bit harder than a lot of people. You do come to this country with a lot of dreams and a lot of ambition, but you are going to have a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the same for my dad. He was always the biggest inspiration for me. And like you said, we don't talk about it much in our families. And we don't, like, with my dad, it, it, and I'm better with him now than I used to be as far as, like, the communication and really mm-hmm. telling him more, like, Dad, you know, I look up to you and things like that. But that was something that was never you know, you ne- they yeah. never teach you to talk about it. But the same, like you said, you were proud of your dad and he's been successful putting you and your sisters through college and mm-hmm. things like that. And that's successful for you as a family, as a Hispanic family. Mm-hmm. Same for me. My parents, my dad, he's been an immigrant here. He's been coming to the to the U.S. since the 80s. But I, we didn't grow up with him. Like I grew up with my mom, mm-hmm. you know, in Mexico. And my dad was just coming here to the U.S. and mm-hmm. coming to Mexico, seeing us every six months. And so I really didn't get to spend my childhood with my dad. He was always away. And so, but to me, that also motivated me because he was trying to provide something better, provide a better life for his family. A life that he couldn't, unfortunately, provide to us in our own country. Mm-hmm. And like that's what a lot of people, I feel like, don't understand is that, yes, this country is a, is a, is a working country. We come here to work. Mm-hmm. But if you like to work, this country can give you so much. Yep. And so I think, like I was saying, like you and I as Hispanic women, is that we know these things. And like we, I think sometimes it's like... Like, and I'm not saying the younger generations are lazy or anything like that, but it is so easy to get caught up with the social media. It is so easy to just want to compare yourself to others and want to have what others have when the reality is is that you can have it all, but you have to work for it. Great. It's not going to be given to you. And again, just talking about us in, in our Hispanic culture is we have to work harder. That's reality. We have to, there's stereotypes. There is mm-hmm. Hispanic people. We are seen as like, we got to do the labor jobs and we got to do all of this. And like the reality is like, yeah, and if we do them, let's do them, but let's do those jobs, but let's do them right and be proud of it. And so I, I could talk a lot more about this, yeah. but I don't want to take a lot of your no, time. No, no, you're fine. I mean, we can, we can have a woman's, pa- a Hispanic woman's yes, panel. Yes, on the next one. Next one. We'll on the next that. one. We're definitely digging because I, like I said, I want to talk about that because I want to inspire younger women because I have friends that are also immigrants yeah and they're not necessarily Hispanic but I just want to inspire younger 
women yeah. that you cannot sit here and not do anything when you have so much privilege and you have so much opportunity. 100%. But I feel like us that have or immigrants, we see more, we saw the struggles, we saw that mm-hmm. and we did that drove us to not want to have to struggle like mm-hmm. that. That I'm, pro- I'm sure my chi- my future children will probably not have that mentality, like because they don't they didn't see that struggle. Uh-huh. But they sure are gonna go work with my dad. So exactly, they exactly, and you know, and teach them that. <laughs> like you can go work on the ranch. Exactly. You need to learn how to earn the dollar. But <laughs> anyways, we'll definitely do a panel on how Hispanic women yeah. and us empowering each other and the struggles that we've gone yeah. through and how that. Because I like how you you mentioned your dad wasn't around because he was working right. here, and the same thing with my dad, but he made the decision to brought us here when you were younger when when i was younger because my mom couldn't do it and up till five years old i didn't really grow up with my dad he like you said he would come every few months and then i would see him for a little bit and then he's gone again and that does affect you but again that'd be another another podcast (laughs) exactly we could sit here and talk about it all day (laughs) going back to talking about entrepreneur Uh how has that has that even affected your family life yes i would say definitely i think that i'm very close to all of my family i mean obviously i'm married happily married with my husband so i being so close and be so so personable with people like i'm very attached to my parents and very attached to my brothers my sisters mm-hmm. you know and my husband and and the starting a business can really take a lot from you and if you don't find that balance mm-hmm. it, it can really be it can really affect you in a negative way and I, I don't like talking anything negative you know because it's all about being positive mm-hmm. here just mm-hmm. being aware to and that's one advice that I would tell people is like be aware of set boundaries on others mm-hmm. on yourself because it's very easy to let the business or really any job not just a business but especially when you're starting a business and you sometimes put so much of you into it you put your your whole time you put your your best time you put so much passion into it which is not bad but don't let that be more important than spending time Mm -hmm. with your loved ones but on the flip side do you think that the loved ones like for me or if my sister let's say was starting Mm -hmm. a business I think we have to also be very understanding the fact that you're trying to start something oh yeah so we have to be supportive in that aspect but we can't expect everything of you while you're trying to get a business going and that's 100% and I agree with you and I would say that I've been very lucky with my family that they have really understand that this has been taking a lot of my time I would say though that thankfully the first year I'll say maybe year and a half mm-hmm. is when it was just a little bit maybe more stressful where you you don't see your family much or you're feeling very stressed that sometimes you're like, you know what, I just want to be by myself for a while. Yeah, and um, that's okay. And that's okay. And, yeah. like, you learn that. But, like, looking back at it, I feel like the last year has really taught me to find a little bit more balance. And I'll even say, like, since the pandemic, too. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like the, the when the pandemic hit in in March, I feel like I was just go 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 yeah. every day go 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 go. The pandemic came, and then you just all of a sudden you have no place to go, right? And you're you like, you're like, wait, life it slow life is down. fine, slow down. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like this for a lot of people that mm-hmm. they felt like we almost needed it. Now it probably went a little bit long, <laughs> too long, <laughs> but yeah. it, but it really is true. Like I feel too that that this this last year I've been learning so much to be able to find more balance about my life in and and just dedicate time to the people that that you care about that is I, I love that you said that because 
for me, that same thing happened. I was always on the go and all mm-hmm. this. But this year, honestly, I do consider it a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Because it helped me redirect my life in a purpose and put it in a way where it's doing the purpose that I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. in life. It's helping me redefine, like, what I want to do in life because, like you, we got so busy and filled up with all these other things that it's almost like you were going crazy. Mm -hmm. And then this year happened and it made you slow down and you had to just redirect. And I think we all needed a reset. It was a reset is what I call it. Unfortunately for businesses, it was hard. Yeah. Because for y'all, like for you, how did the pandemic affect business as an entrepreneur? Yeah. No, that's a great question. I mean, obviously it was a hit for us. I think nobody expected it. Like many other small businesses, we have been affected by it. You know, but also... Again, it's like just adapting. Um, you gotta adapt. You gotta. If you have to be able to make changes. And so, yeah, we were closed for eight weeks, but j- just like everybody else, everybody else was closed for eight weeks. And I'm thankful that we were able to open again. But we had to make changes. We have been since we opened in May. We have been operating um, at a very low capacity. Mm-hmm. So we are a volume business. We rely on yeah, putting 40 people in the class, which obviously we can't can. do right now exactly you gotta do half. we have to do uh, half or even less but and again it's just adapting making changes and being able to just see the positive of things and it, we are just grateful I mean yeah this year was supposed to be our best year yet um, mm-hmm. we finished 2019 very strong 2018 was a little bit of a struggle 2019 was like okay great let's do it let's keep moving forward so we had huge expectations of 2020 mm-hmm. to be one of our best years yet and then the pandemic came so it's like okay let's let's just adapt let's make some changes let's keep doing what we're doing because we know that we're doing the right thing and let's just be patient and do what we can we know that this is not going to be forever mm-hmm. either either and we know that you got to just stay positive and it'll be more time next year is going to be a, a, yeah. a new year and because y'all built such a great community your clientele is loyal so they're gonna keep coming we appreciate it you know i just want to say thank you to everybody everybody that so incredible with you know i was so nervous when Mm -hmm. we opened again in may because even though yeah we're have capacity i mean it's still a small room in there and so we're like how people is gonna feel how so you get nervous because you're so scared but just watching all everything on that's going on around the world and yeah you you care so much and you get nervous about i don't want to you don't want to be responsible for anybody's Mm -hmm. health or or anything like that so it's so frightening and i think a lot of businesses felt that way but thankfully here we have taken all the precautions and we have have received really good feedback on what we're doing and people trust us mm-hmm. and they really trust to come here and they feel safe and that is for a reason and we are so thankful to mm-hmm. all those those people to all those clients yeah. and because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them they, they need workouts i agree to, too for going back mental to the mental health. yes you yeah. know we ha- i had people that that literally were thanking us they were saying like thank you so much for being open like i cannot you know this is it's just nice to be out of the house and yeah i mean it, you're on your phone all the time you're watching the news all the time you're just like what, what else do you do and so you come here you have an hour just for you and and, and it's people appreciate those things so we're just grateful that that they can see that no no that's true mm-hmm. and i mean just by seeing like all the precautions that businesses and, and had to take on and then that's extra cost as mm-hmm. well but you know like i said having that loyalty and people appreciating that mm-hmm 
truly will just keep y'all going and mm-hmm. you know 2021 will be our year exactly right? <laughs> exactly so what has been the most satisfying moment in your business like what has been like the your aha like oh my yeah. gosh you know I think it was when we first opened we was just a construction phase it's challenging it's it was a cold winter I remember <laughs> when we were doing the construction I think it's one of the coldest winters we've had mm-hmm. in a while that was in December 2017 it Oh, like right after Harvey and all that. Yeah, Yeah, just a cold winter and we're just like, oh, we just can't wait. And when we first open our doors, it's just one of those, you know, it's a satisfying moment really. It's like, okay, you know, we did it. So I would say just for the business, yeah, that that was very something that I won't forget. It's just like opening the doors. Yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, we did it. Yeah, exactly. So what would you say are the top skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? That's a great question. And it's been a learning experience for me. But I would say if I can name a couple things, I was organization, planning, setting goals, persistent, and just working hard. Because at the end of the day, you can do, you can be organized, you can have a plan, you can set all the goals. But if you're not going to be able to put the work, it's not going to take you anywhere. So organization, planning, set goals, and then work. Just work hard. Yeah. I mean, work, it always honestly, goes back. just work hard. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, from what I've been, because I've been reading a lot of like just entrepreneurial books because yeah. it's like, okay, I got to get in that mindset. Yeah. And a lot of them is, is you, you really have to put in the work and the first few years mm-hmm. are going to be hard and you have to make and sacrifices. Yes. But in the end, it will be rewarding because you, yeah. you built this. It is, it's very true. Mm-hmm. And is there any like books that you would recommend or any books yeah. that you liked reading yeah. or read? That's a good question. You know, I'm not a big reader. I feel like when I was younger, I always kind of wanted to force myself to read because I thought it was like my respect for people that that read a lot. I think Mm -hmm. that you can learn so, so much by reading books. You really can. For me, I don't read a lot of business books. I bought a few, to be honest. I bought a few business books. They're still there. I haven't picked them up. But (laughs) I do remember reading one book. When I was uh, when I was younger, and it's a book, The Alchemist or uh, El Alchemista oh, yeah. by yeah. Paulo Coelho. I think mm-hmm. it was written in like the eighties, and it's about a shepherd that has sheep, and it's this whole journey where he has dreams, where he is he finds a treasure. So mm-hmm. I think his dream is that he finds a treasure. So he meets a lot of different people that says, "Yes, you you are your destiny is to find a treasure." So he goes into this world. Uh, trip trying to find that treasure and at the end he discovers after he goes through so much in his life and challenges and and a lot of downs and so many things that he goes through his life he realizes that the treasure was actually in the house where he first left to go find that treasure so the, the real treasure was in his own house and he never knew that and so he went in this whole journey. life journey to try to find it and really the the whole message of the of this book is that when you really want something I got emotional <laughs> it's okay when you really want something sometimes we just get so caught up you know in in, in wanting to do so much or like sometimes it's right there in front of us and like you just have to when you really want something like I feel like and you said this earlier this wasn't recorded but 
I was talking to you earlier, mm-hmm. you're like, you know, you got to follow with the universe. Like you, you mentioned the universe, trying to, you know, what the universe wants to give you. And I feel like when you really want something like the universe is going to do everything in, in its power to bring that to you, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes it's right there in front of you. You just have to like open your eyes, open your eyes and see it or open your heart, meditate, exactly. really, just really listen. Exactly. Or whether if people don't believe in the universe, God, I always yeah, use 100%. God. Yeah, 100%. But I've I've gotten into meditation and it's like it, meditation is the our way to listen to the universe and God and prayer is our way to talking mm-hmm. or just talking to the universe or God. And I'm like, you are so right. It's a lot of the it's things. It's so true. Yeah. You know, it, they're right in front of yeah. us, but we are so focused on finding the, it yes, that exactly. we don't actually see, look around and see what we have. Exactly. And appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And that's what I say, like, you know, sometimes like that's insane with success too. Sometimes it's right in front of you and you just got to like open the eyes to see it. And I think it's all comes down also to like just gratitude and being thankful and and, and appreciating those little things because I think that's what really leads you to the next thing. And that's true. (laughs) What do you enjoy most about just being your own boss, being your own business owner? 100%. I really think that just freedom. You have freedom to do really what you have your day for yourself and I mean really I say for myself but you know that you have responsibilities it's still you know you gotta go do what you have to do but also just freedom to being outside freedom to like see people to do all of these things I think um, I really enjoy that part of of having that but not only that I would also say just where it's taking me like being my own boss like Uh you said it's really taking me to just meet a lot of other people that I get inspired by and I just feel like I wouldn't been able to do any of this or or being able to meet all those people if I was working. still working in corporate, sitting at an office You're all right. the time. I just feel like, like I said earlier, I'm a people's person and I just met great people because of being my own boss or having this business. I am so happy about that. Yeah. And you have the freedom to do that with once, you know, when you, you're running something. You can kind of just set your own exactly, schedule, truly. Exactly. You really yeah. can. And that, and that is an amazing thing because, you know, life, like we said, is fast-paced and you have, right now I don't have children, but it, I think it's just being able to spend time with family and sometimes the jobs you go eight to five and you're out you go home make dinner and you got to do it all over again and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing everybody chooses different careers different Mm -hmm. paths I think that's something that's still needed and like people really enjoy those things people like sometimes to you know go to a a job eight to five and then do other things later but I I think like if that's not what you want to do you gotta follow your dream to do other things and yeah, find, find what you're passionate exactly, about, right? Exactly. What has been your greatest inspiration? That is another one of those questions <laughs> that I don't like very much. I'm um, asking all the tough questions. A very tough question. Okay, so my great inspiration has always been my sister, my twin sister. Which, by the way, I, I, it's funny because I had followed her on Instagram uh-huh. before I even knew yeah. about you, before I even knew about Sweat. Uh-huh. And then when I like started coming here, I was like, wait, are they, <laughs> is this not two the of same us. person? <laughs> yeah. So I know about her and yeah. I, I, because of social media. So yeah. I know that she lives in Dallas. Yeah, she lives in Dallas. And so I visit often. She's she's uh, married. Uh, she has two children, mm-hmm. which I love so much like my kids. But mm-hmm. my sister, you know, we're twins. Uh, she's older than me by 10 minutes. 
<laughs> that's what my mom said i don't know <laughs> minutes. 10 minutes uh, so i was stubborn i was like i did not want to come to to the world you weren't yet. ready and you i wasn't ready. ready and she really is my biggest inspiration i look up to her so much she's a she's a beautiful woman uh very kind very selfless and she inspired me you know in so many ways i would say in my my life in general she she has been my biggest inspiration here at sweat i would say again i, I love the people i get inspired by the people every day just coming in every day mm-hmm. no i love that i love mm-hmm. that that you're like i said and i keep saying it you've built such a great community here and it doesn't matter what shape size what whatever mm-hmm. you are whoever you are mm-hmm. It's like y'all are so accepting of that. And and you you. mentioned it earlier, a lot of other gyms, and I can say this because I'm giving my perspective. Mm -hmm. I've gone to all of them, and I always don't feel at home. Mm -hmm. And for me, in order to continue to keep going and supporting a business, I have to feel like I am a part of the family. Good. I'm so happy you feel that way here. That's the goal. That's our goal. No, y'all cultivated Mm -hmm. an amazing community for that. Thank you so much. Keep doing it. All right. So Anna, what are you most excited about as far as like the future of Sweat 1000? What's what's next for y'all? Okay. So right now we haven't made it official yet. Well, it is official. We we just have not announced it. So you're the first one (gasps) to know that we are opening a second location. It's all said and done. We're already working on it. So we'll make the announcement on our social media platforms and email so we will let everybody know um, all of our clients but if they hear this message now that's okay uh, they'll know soon anyway <laughs> we have inside scoop yes we are <laughs> opening our second location it definitely it's gonna be early next year and hopefully you know before the spring will be open and so I'm excited to, to to share the news and then a couple other things that I won't be able to share yet oh no. <laughs> we can't um, have it all we yeah. can't have it all <laughs> not yet but uh, we, there's some changes coming uh, there's some changes coming to to sweat so we we can't wait to share those and oh. hopefully on the next podcast we can talk about it yeah, but most definitely. so far yeah we have a second location already in the books we're working on it so i am really really excited about that is that are you allowed to say where the location <laughs> yes is? uh well yes it's gonna be uh, obviously here it's here in houston so we will have two locations in houston it'll be in the river oaks area not quite river oaks it'll be kind of like river oaks kind of kirby area location oh, yeah, yeah like upper kirby upper kirby uh-huh yeah. so we are so excited to 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 get that one going and, and yeah and a couple other things like like i said i can't share okay. share that information yet but we'll there's be on a, the i'll say a couple changes coming <laughs> well we'll be on the lookout for changes those. that are gonna be good <laughs> oh well, that's it's good to hear yeah. that y'all are growing and you're continually growing with the success of what you've done here with this one thank you daisy you're welcome so to end this podcast mm-hmm. what advice would you give anyone who wants to become an entrepreneur mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question, and I uh, people had asked me this question before. The biggest advice they tell everybody is just when you start your own business, have a very open mind. It's great to come with the mentality of you have a great idea or that you, that, that you are very smart and that you can do so many things. But at the end of the day, just be ready to make mistakes. Be ready to be open-minded. Mm-hmm. Uh, be ready to like really listen to other people people and not thinking that people want to like not see you succeed sometimes sometimes the ideas that we have might not be the best ideas or somebody might have another idea that if you listen to it and you combine it it's the right thing so mm-hmm. again be ready to make mistakes and listen to people be open-minded and and really also when you make those mistakes or when you if you fail 
once just don't let it discourage you it's not easy to to open a business it's not easy and and you're gonna fail in the process you're gonna you're not you're gonna make mistakes and you have to just keep moving forward you have if you really believe in in what you're offering if you really believe in your product and you really believe that that you can make a positive change in people's lives you gotta just keep working for it and don't get discouraged Oh, you know in the process no that's amazing advice because like you said you just have to keep going you have to believe in what you're doing mm-hmm. and i was told this when i was starting a podcast mm-hmm. i always i went into the mindset like first one i put out is going to be probably the worst one because it's like <laughs> i'm editing and doing all this on yeah. my own but it's like you got to just keep going and you said it you have to be open to feedback yeah so that you can continually improve, improve the and product learn. and what you're doing 100%. and that's that's amazing so 100 y'all if you want to start a business, come talk to Anna. <laughs> she can give you ad- her advice. She'll tell you all the failures oh, that went in it. Thank you. Thank but you. I so love so that you are just very transparent and just letting us know that it's not easy because, mm-hmm. like you said, social media has a way of putting everything, making it look pretty, and it's perfect. perfect. When in reality, it's like it's you didn't never, see all the work that went it's into never like that. what the perfect looks like. Yeah. So thank you for sharing all of that of with course. us. Of course. Thank you, Anna, for joining us and sharing your story. I truly, truly do appreciate you coming on and just being a guest so that others can listen to what you have to say. And this wraps up another episode of Life is Full of Daisies. I'll be tagging all of the info for SWAT 1000 on our Instagram and I'll put their website on our episode info. So if there's anyone that is interested in getting a great workout or wants to challenge yourself, this is the best place to go. Trust me, don't be intimidated. All the instructors are phenomenal and are the best at making you comfortable, but also pushing you out of your fitness comfort zone. So give them a try, y'all. This leads us into this week's Inspo Seed, which is from the Instagram page, Happy Not Perfect. And here it goes. Failure is a bruise, not a tattoo by John Sinclair. And this is very relatable to what we were talking about. And when you talk entrepreneurship, you definitely have to talk about failures. What I can take from that, okay, here's my TED talk, y'all. What I can take from failures is that instead of having this mindset like, oh my gosh, I failed this, I gotta give up. Do not give up because failures are inevitable. You're gonna come against them every single way of this path, but it's how you react or respond to failures that's gonna be the game changer of whether you're gonna be successful or not. It's all about mentality. And failure should be looked at as, how can I learn from this? Because trust me, when I was younger, it was hard for me to take failure. I I didn't take it very well. And it's okay to feel that emotion of failure and be sad because something did fail. Trust me, there's always disappointment that comes with that. But it's not okay to stay in that element for a long time. Know that you go go through the motions, feel what you got to feel, sit back and watch a great movie, rom-com, whatever, and eat some bonbons. Do what you have to do to get through that emotion. But know that once you're done, then you have to move on and change your mindset into a what can I learn from this? That is whenever, whenever I started asking myself that question, what can I learn from this? If something didn't happen or didn't, didn't go the way that I wanted it to, I immediately would ask myself, what am I supposed to learn from this? And that made me completely change my mindset. And it projected me in a completely different way that I never imagined it would. And the reality is, is if you listen to any inspirational person or any person that's an entrepreneur or that is successful, They always, 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 most of the time will say, 
be comfortable with failure because it will happen, but it's the way that you respond or react to it that changes how you direct that energy. And as Anna was talking about her successes, she also mentioned that there's times that you have to be open to adapting and just seeing what can be done. You you have to. Nothing is going to be set in one way. You think it could and you, you can have a plan, but always know that there's got to be room for a little flexibility because things don't always pan out as they should. And my words of advice for that is just change your mindset and really just redirect it to learn something from every failure in your life. And know that this is only a little stepping stone to getting you to where you really want to be and getting you to that bigger picture because you all have the capability of being anything and everything you want to be. It's about how much you believe in you and the work that you're willing to put into it because everything's going to be work. No matter what, you will have to sacrifice something. So it's just a matter of what that sacrifice is. I do want to encourage all of you to write down your successes. They can be small. Don't compare yourself to what you see out there. Social media has made it so much easier for us to sit here and compare ourselves and scroll and scroll and be like, oh, I want to be her. And oh my gosh, I, I, I'm never going to be like that or whatnot. But what we don't ever see is what these people went through, what sacrifices they made to get there. Yeah, some people have it easy. Let's be real. That Some people have just gotten this fame and stardom because of their looks or because of the talents that they have. And that's great. But don't sit there and dwell on what you lack. Look at what you do have and redirect it. Look at you and know that you, if you have to work a little harder, as Anna said, as Hispanic, as Latinas here, and we are, we are immigrants ourselves, we've had to work a little harder just to get to where we're at and we're better. Don't compare yourself to somebody that's fifth six generations into being a United States citizen and they've had their parents had better opportunities than our parents had. Our parents did what they had to and like I said, I am so proud to have a father and a mother that did so much for us so that my sisters and I could be where we're at because our children and now we're setting up our future generations to be in better places. We don't ever want to forget that. So I do encourage you to write down all your small accomplishments. Those are success stories. Whether it be I moved out and I'm on my own or I went to college and graduated with this degree or I'm debt free or I'm doing what I love and I'm starting a side hustle, you know, whatever it be, even a small thing like I'm, I've been committed to my fitness journey and you lost weight or you, the fact that you're committed to something and you're dedicated to something that already is showing the commitment that you're willing, you can put in other things. So don't forget that. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk, y'all. That is it for success and failures. And if you don't already, please follow us on Life is Full of Daisies on Instagram, where you can DM me or you can email me at hellodaisy at gmail.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-D-E-I-S-S-Y at gmail.com. I always love getting all of your feedback and comments. They truly do make my day. And Feedback is always great because it continues to help me grow and learn through this process. And don't forget to go on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review to help me grow and reach a bigger audience. Y'all are amazing. You have an amazing week. And don't forget to be kind along the way and do an act of kindness. Bye.